0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode three of our podcast Two Sisters. I'm Chelsea
1: and I'm Andrea
0: and today we're going to be talking about the lovely Miss Cameron in honor of World Down Syndrome Day Um, but before that I just wanted to have a quick chat with you Andy. How was your weekend?
1: Oh, it was good. I had I had you know a hair appointment on Saturday, so that's always I always love my hair appointment days. Oh yeah. Um, and then Sunday, oh my gosh, Sunday was the best because we relaxed all day. I think we're just preparing for this weekend, so I was excited to just chill at home. What about you? What did you guys do? So Friday
0: we didn't do much. Um, Carly had two friends stay the night. And we got up really early Saturday, and we went to the Cincinnati Zoo. And it was, like, freezing. Not freezing. It was, like, in the 50s. But it was all rainy, like, the whole way up. We kept hitting rain. Uh, I was like, oh, no. And even Carly's, uh, one of her friends, her mom was like, I went and bought you guys all ponchos. And she's like, I even bought the baby one. So we were oh, prepared. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> know. But like we we got up there and it actually we did not get rained on. It it was a little bit of sprinkles, but other than that it wasn't bad at all. It was a little cold to so. wore Shorts because he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a really good time.
1: So I have to ask, what's really early to you? I just need to know. Oh. What is that? You said you got up really early. Don't judge me.
0: <laughs> it was like seven
1: okay all right it wasn't super
0: early but like
1: (laughs) when you say super early i'm like i don't know our definitions are different (laughs) well
0: you know the worst part of it is i was laying in bed like trying to get to sleep trying to get cameron to sleep and i forgot to even set an alarm clock so (laughs) Stephen wakes me up by going babe it's seven o'clock he's like did you (laughs) set an alarm because we wanted to leave at 7 we wanted to leave between 7 and 7 30
1: oh gosh so
0: I was like oh my gosh I did not even set my alarm clock so we like jump up and then of course we've got me Stephen Carly Kenley Cameron and then Carly's two friends Addison and Olivia and of course all the <laughs> girls want like their hair straightened and everything because we're going to the zoo to get it all the humidity and all your hair's gonna be frizzy anyways <laughs> but I did it because <laughs> I wanted to be the cool mom or something I don't know <laughs> but it was, it was funny. It, we I think we actually, literally, Andrew. I think we left. By the time we dropped the dog off at Stephen's parents, because they said so they dog set for us, was it 10, 9? It was like 9, 15, I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> we got up there like an hour and a half after the zoo opened, which is, you know what, it's fine, because we stayed till they closed, and our feet were killing us afterwards. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> gosh. Ago. That sounds nice, though. I love it.
0: it. It was nice. It was a good
1: time. But yeah, um,
0: I'm excited for this coming weekend, too. We'll be in Florida with you guys. I know. I can't learn.
1: wait. Orlando. I can't wait to go. We're well, going to have somewhere to Mardi Gras. It's going to be great. Adult vacay. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: <Greg>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so today, um, I'll go ahead and get started. We're going to talk about Miss Cameron. Um, but to tell Cam's story, I'm going to go a little bit back in time. So after I had Kinley in 2012, um, 2013, so it was like nine months later, I did not have a period for nine months. And I just kind of just let it go on, like I knew I wasn't pregnant, I took pregnancy tests. Um, But me, you know how I am, I procrastinate going to the doctor, which is terrible advice. Nobody do that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But finally, I was like, okay, I need to call the doctors. There's definitely something going on. Um, So he's like, we need to get you in pretty quickly and do an ultrasound and some blood work. So he got me in within, like, a week. So I get to the doctor, and uh, they do an ultrasound. And Dr. Adams is like, your cysts basically look like blackberries. I mean, they there was cysts everywhere, um, all over my ovaries. And he was like, I believe you have PCOS. So he sent me for blood work, and that's when we found out I did have PCOS. He was basically like, you know, your case looks pretty severe. I don't believe you'll be able to have kids, any more kids. Which, obviously, I already had two little girls, but as, you know somebody like growing up, I always wanted to have a big family. Um, I always wanted four kids. So I was so thankful that I had children already, but that's, that's kind of hard to take whenever you're, you're wanting to have a big family. So I was pretty sad about that. But you know, we just kind of worked past it, got my blood work back. He did confirm that I had PCOS. i never thought I could have any other children, so I didn't do any form of birth control because at that point I thought, you know, there's no way I can get pregnant. So <laughs> we'll fast forward now to 2019. Um, it's kind of started happening again. Whenever I d- like did take medication, I took metformin. I had a period, but they would be like every other month. So, you know, I knew they were going to be weird. Um, but 2019 it, from December Till June, like I just didn't have a period, and here I am again procrastinating. And I'm like, okay, I really <laughs> need to call Doctor Adams. Like, I am taking my metformin, like I should. The period's not happening. I called him, and he was very concerned about it. Um, and he he did say that he thought it might be endometrial cancer. So he, we made an appointment pretty quickly. And then whenever I got to my appointment, we did an ultrasound. And the tech said, "Uh, is there a chance you could be pregnant? And I said, no, absolutely not. I was like, Dr. Adams told me years ago that I could never have any more children. And she's like, well, um, it looks like there's baby in there. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) She turned the screen around and there was a baby. (laughs) And I said, "Uh, that's a big baby, like a big, big baby. And she said, Yeah. She said, You're measuring like 15 weeks and five days. Oh my gosh. And I literally was having a panic attack laying on that table. Like I was about to puke. I was like, I said, I've rode roller coasters at King's Island. I've been here. (laughs) I started confessing my life to this lady. (laughs) And
1: uh,
0: I was like, I am freaking out. And so I was like, I started crying because I was scared. I wanted the baby to be okay. And she's like, you're fine. And she's like, do you need a minute? (laughs) She was super (laughs) sweet. I'll never forget this lady. But like she prints out all these ultrasound pictures and I'm just like, like I couldn't breathe. So like immediately when I left, I called, I was calling Steven because he's like, call me as soon as you find out something. Because he's still thinking, you know, I might have cancer. We don't know what's going on.
1: I was the same way. I was at work. I was like, you got to call me as soon as you know, because I was scared yeah i was like
0: yeah i had my list it was like Stephen, andrea mom like dad i was like i gotta tell everybody what's going on because even the night before at my appointment i had talked to mom and dad and they were both like mom's like no matter what it's gonna be it's gonna be okay i'll be here for you and i just remember dad saying everything's gonna turn out fine you're gonna be okay so they were both like the the best parents ever you know that yeah but i i called steven and i'm like you're not going to believe this and he's like what and I said I'm pregnant and uh, I have Stephen here if he wants to tell us about <laughs> what he thought because he was working out of town uh, so what did you think whenever you got that phone call well
2: first off <laughs> I couldn't get your call because I was working in a refinery
0: yeah
2: so I had to sneak into a a porta potty. <laughs> it was uh, a hundred degrees outside. Yeah. So yeah. this uh, so I had to sneak into this stinky porta potty. <laughs> and I called you in and, and and you said, Are you sitting down? I said, I really don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, I'm pregnant. Doctor Adams said that you could not have any more kids, and she's like, "Well, uh, I guess we can." <laughs> and I was like,
0: "Heck yeah! Oh, I mean, great!" Yeah, once the shock wore off, because my knees were shaking when I called you. <laughs> you know.
2: I mean my my thoughts at the time were like we just got our two kids
0: (laughs) like out of diapers out of diapers and they're wiping
2: their own butts and stuff like that (laughs) and then like you was like hey here reset we're gonna start again
0: not to mention we're already halfway through the pregnancy we better start buying things you know? For sure, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was interesting. Um, so, you know, everything's going good, um, and I'm just moving along. So, I get to about 22 weeks, and that is when around 20, I think it's actually between 17, 18, 18 20. Yeah, 18 to 22 weeks. They do blood work. Yeah. They do blood work for um, abnormalities um, and anything like that. So I went ahead and did my blood work. And I just remember I was on the way uh, to the fair with the girls. And I was actually riding with your mom and dad because you were still working out of town. I'm pretty awesome. sure I rode with them. And I got a text message that said, your patient portal's been updated. And I was like, okay. And me, I, like, I check everything. I don't wait till later. I'm like, oh, okay, I want to check and I checked it, and I just remember looking, and it had, like, all sorts of disorders. And it had, like, trisomy 13 and a couple of different things um, on mm-hmm. there. And I remember beside trisomy 21, it said abnormal. And I was like, okay. And then I think that it, said some, it had, like, a ration rationality or something like that. And it said something the brain, like, the brain, sure. yeah, like, the chance was like one in three hundred. Remember it was something really, I don't know one in three hundred chance. One out of three hundred.
2: Yeah. Which is
0: uh... and I remember sending it to my friend. Immediately I sent it to Tasha actually and I was like can you read this because my friend Tasha she's a nurse and she's like you know don't don't start worrying yet. It does look like it's a high chance but you know we don't know anything yet and You know, you're pregnant. Don't stress out. But immediately, you know, that's so scary. That's a scary thought in your head. Um, We're, like, parking at the fair. And I'm supposed to be having this great time with my kids. And I'm in tears. And I'm crying. And I'm holding it together so they don't see me. And, like, Stephen's parents, I didn't want to tell them yet. Um, So they I told them not to,
2: not before you told me no,
0: no I didn't want to tell anybody yet and just I want to tell you first so we all go ahead and get our tickets they go ahead in the fair and I'm like I'm gonna stand by the gate I need to call Steven and they knew something was wrong they kept saying is everything okay and I'm like I'm fine I just need to talk to him so I just I don't even remember how I told I know you probably do but I know I I called you because you're out of town I and so do yeah so, porta, how did that go? That
2: porta, porta potty number two. This was another
0: <laughs> porta potty conversation. <laughs> wow, we might need to start another podcast called Porta Combos. Porta Conversations. So, <laughs> yeah, how did that go?
2: Um, when he told me, it, it felt like somebody kicked me in my, my stomach.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah
2: because every expecting parent wants to hear everything's going great, your child's gonna be happy, healthy, this, that, and the other.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And when you don't hear that, then as a father and i'm sure you as a mother i mean i'm on red alert
1: i'm trying to remember when you told me um that there was a chance and i don't, I think the way that you said it um you said well i got my blood work and there could be you know a possibility that she'll that the baby will have will have downs mm-hmm. and i was like what do you mean a possi- Like, what does that even mean like to me i don't know anything about this game so i'm like um what it, I don't even understand, and you're like, well, it has, you know, one out of whatever by each, you know, section, and on that one, it there's a possibility, and you told me, I, I think I remember you telling me that it was like one in 300 or something, and I remember thinking like, oh my god, that's that's nothing, I was like, you're fine, I was like, that just means that could be, but it won't, you know, like in my mind, here's the denial, I'm like, that won't happen to us, like it's, that's that happens to other people, you know that doesn't happen to us and our family. That's so you're fine. And I remember telling you, like, no, that you'll be fine. I just know it. And I did. That that was my belief. I was like, that's how it's going to be because I'm believing that into the world. And yeah. That's just it. Mm-hmm.
2: I I I thought the same thing after talking well, to the guys that I work with. They're like, yeah, my my kid said they
0: had one and. Oh yeah. 700. <clears throat> I remember that. And he didn't have it. And like it felt like Stephen was out of town and every conversation we had it felt like we were reassuring each other that she probably doesn't have it. She probably doesn't have it. And then we wish yeah,
2: and pray that she We
0: it were now. so Yeah, we did. And <clears throat> I don't know. It was just it was I remember feeling but you know when you're anxious or feeling sick, you've got that feeling in your stomach. I feel yeah. like that every day. And my doctor, the doctor, would be like, "Don't stress about it." How do you not?
1: Yeah, that's like telling someone not to breathe.
0: They're like, "Don't stress yeah. during during pregnancy. It's you know, it's not good for the baby." I don't, I don't see how you don't, I don't see how you don't stress. But it, it was so scary. And then I'm trying to like play with the kids at the fair, and they're watching them ride rides. And Stephen's mom and dad are like. Something's wrong. Something's wrong, and they knew something was wrong. So I, I told them I was there. I tried to tell them without telling the girls. But for the longest time, Stephen and I just kind of had like put on a show in front of the girls because we didn't want to worry them.
2: When I found out that Cam. Could possibly have Down syndrome. Mm. It broke my heart. Yeah, because I I didn't know what to expect and what was her future.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Lots of things. So
2: so I I prayed. God, but I did pray that she didn't have it. And I was expecting good, bad, indifferent, hoping for good.
1: Yeah. Well, and I remember one night shortly after, I think... I think Chelsea told me during the week and that Friday I was out watching TV Keith had already gone to bed and I was like just thinking about it you know and dad called me and I was just like I don't know it was like it was like a wave hit me or something and I just started crying and I just I remember I was on the phone with dad for probably two hours crying just telling him that you know it wasn't fair and like how how could this happen and just being mad and he just kept telling me that it was going to be okay, that even if even if she was, that we'd still love her and she'd be perfect and it would be great. Like, he was always, no matter what, it didn't, none of that mattered to him, you know? Yeah. And I remember just crying. I mean, I cried for two hours. The next morning, my eyes were swollen um, from crying so much because not only was I scared and just didn't know what was going to happen, but I was mad for you guys. I was hurt for you guys because I don't know what that feels like I've never been pregnant I've never had a child so I don't know how guilty you got and I remember saying that to dad I remember saying like they must feel guilty like it's their fault and it's not like they have to feel bad and I did not want you guys to feel that way and so I was mad for you guys I was mad at God like I remember telling dad that I was mad I was like how could this happen um, to, to them to such amazing people um, and I just remember that being so hard, and Dad just telling me that everything was gonna be okay, and and I just I was angry. I was so mad for a while, and um, just seems silly now thinking back, you know, because yeah, she's so amazing. <laughs> like
2: like ex- exactly, like I said before, I was expecting good, bad, or whatever. Open for good, we got amazing
1: yeah gosh we we hit the lottery right and so
0: oh absolutely and it's it's crazy to think back now because so the doctor calls us monday and tells us about the results and like they're very concerned and they're like we need to get you in with a high estate as soon as possible so they send it they're like you've got to do like high risk ultrasounds and so we're, you know, there's even more worry. We're so scared. So Which was really cool <laughs> it was cool. A, a lot more, yes. <laughs> so we get up there, and I, I mean, how often we were up there all the time. Everything and like sense. every time we would go, they would see like something. Like her legs are too, her sh- shorter than they should be. Her arms Kidneys. are shorter than. There was oh one point God. we went. They said this one kidney doesn't look like it's draining. Every time we go, she's like smaller than she should be. And then I think even at one point, like was her head not measuring? It was small, too. And um, we they were like, we're going to set you up with a genetic counselor. I, I don't know if you're... I know you remember this, actually. Um, to discuss everything that's going on, since you guys just found out about this. Because they did... Con- we did blood work. And it did confirm that... Didn't we do another blood test? And it was like 99.9. Yeah. Um, so we met with this genetic counselor. And... She was very odd. We didn't like her. Do you remember that? Uh, no. <laughs> she was like, so what are you what are you guys going to do? Like, she, what are your plans?
2: She was and it felt, expecting us to say, yeah, we're going to... Like,
0: put her up for adoption uh, or, you know, or worse. Yeah. Oh and my God. it was really weird to me that she's a genetic counselor. Like, she's teaching us all these things about Down Syndrome and how it happens and what happens with the cells. Uh, but then afterwards, she's like, so what are you guys going to do? Like, it was really weird when we left i said well we're just gonna i mean i i guess some people like it just felt weird to me and i was like well we're just gonna learn as much as we can and you know plan it try to plan as much as we can she's like okay um and when we both
2: that was was the farthest thing
0: you know yeah from our mind and we walked out of there
2: from the second we thought she might have it yeah me and you both looked at each other and said, Nope.
0: No. Well, yeah. We're,
2: we're not <laughs> doing that. No. We're
0: not going No, 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 no. And she made us, like, we walk out of there and we both, when we get to the car, we were like, that was really weird. Do you like remember that? that I, like <laughs> I know. I was like, why did she make me feel that way? It was weird. Yeah. Um. So I had an appointment with Dr. Adams the following week, and he was like, she was trying to make me do this amniocentesis test. She really was forcing it. I don't know why. It's
2: a stick of needle yeah. in your mouth. Yeah.
0: And they said you could have a miscarriage if you do this test, and not judging anybody that does this test because people do it. Uh. But what was the point
1: of it? Was to hundred percent didn't
0: matter. It was 99%.
1: Yeah. What was this going to do?
0: It was going to confirm that she had Down syndrome and then that was it. So I didn't want to risk putting my baby, you know, something bad happening. So I went to Dr. Adams and I told him about it. And he, I just, I remember this distinctly. He said, is it going to change anything? And I said, no. And he goes, then why worry about it? Because I could talk to him as a friend a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I said, you're right. And I said, well, then I'm definitely not doing it. I mean, so, uh, that was kind of... I mean, if the
2: results of that test... It wasn't going to change anything
0: we did, you know, why risk the baby? Um, So then, you know, things we're progressing along. Things are going okay. We're still anxious, still worried. And then about, like, between 26 and 28 weeks pregnant, that's when I found, like, my blood pressure just started skyrocketing and I was like blown up like swelling so I was like I'm pretty sure I have toxemia again I had that with both the girls and basically it's when you have really high blood pressure um, you have extra protein in your urine and it affects a lot of things it can stunt the growth of the baby Um, it can be fatal for some people you can have strokes lots of scary stuff going on so um dr adams ordered a 24 hour urine test and i've done those before with the girls you literally have to pee all day long and pour it in a jug and keep it in your fridge for 24
1: hours that's disgusting (laughs) sorry
0: (laughs) he was late i've done so many of those it's so gross um (laughs) so he ordered one of those and it came back that i did have um Toxemia, preeclampsia, whatever you want to call it. Same thing. Um, And he's like, we really got to keep an eye on this. Because if your numbers go over 800, he's like, we will have to deliver. Because it can be fatal to the kid or you. Once he told me that, he said, you know, start keeping an eye on your blood pressure. Keep a log. Uh, We'll continue. We'll do one. I think it was like every three days he was making me do one. He's like, I'm just trying to buy you more time. It might have been weekly, actually. He's like, "I want to buy you more time because if you are above thirty, like thirty six weeks and over, I can deliver you here. But if you're anything under that, you have to be. She has to be delivered at a high state. And we did not want that. We were like terrified of being at a high state for some reason. I don't know why. We did not want to go up there. Doing those twenty four hour hearings. and it was like, so one time it was like in the hundreds. We didn't then move, it was in we the we did go to Ohio State because our family is it was so poverty. far away. Oh yeah, everybody's down here, the kids, everything. But it it just kept going up. In the hundreds, in the 300s. I went back um to the lot for the last visit before I had Cameron and he was like it's over 800. I'm uh, going to have to really keep a close eye on this. He's like, if your blood pressure shoots up, you need to call me because we're going to have to send you to Ohio State. Right. So, yeah. So, I did not feel... I called him. I went home and my blood pressure was like crazy. I think it was like 160 ever. It was over 110. <clears throat> Stupid. So, he sent me to the hospital. And when I got up there, they kept monitoring it and they were like, I think we're going to have to send you when I got up to the hospital. They, I said they sent me to oh, the hospital. Yeah. That's So I'm, yes. right.
2: I'm sorry.
0: They had me in the triage, mm-hmm. And it just oh. kept going up. Um, so they were like, we're going to have to send you to Ohio State. So that was kind of scary because I'm that's 35 weeks. one of the most terrifying things that's ever happened. Yeah, because I felt like as soon as they said you're going to have to go to Ohio State, I'm like, okay, I'm having this baby soon. It's going to be soon. And I'm terrified. I'm gonna have to ride in the ambulance by myself. You weren't allowed to ride with Which me.
2: I didn't know that that was gonna happen. I thought I was all right. I'll just ride in the ambulance. Yeah, on. we
0: thought you could ride the ambulance with me. We, I sent you home to get our bags. And they're like, no, he can't. He can't ride with you. And I was like, right.
2: why? And I mean, you're my crutch <laughs> in life. And I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> Frank, She's not here.
0: Yeah, so that was terrifying, riding in the ambulance, all in. Um, so they sent us up there, and it's it's so stupid, because when I get up there, <laughs> I was kind of upset, I'm not going to lie. They did not, they, went, they told me to stop taking my blood pressure medicine, and just let my blood pressure go up on its own. Because they said, I, my body basically had to prove that we needed to have an emergency C-section. So, I don't know. It was just crazy. I started feeling worse and worse. But you can literally stroke, you know what I mean, or have a seizure. And they're just like, well, we have to do this for you to qualify to do this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, I'm, like, terrified. And finally, like, I was getting scared. And they were trying to, like, lay me back to put a catheter in. And I kept telling them, I said, when you guys lay me back, I cannot breathe. I feel like I can't breathe. And I, always, I told Dr. Adams that a couple times what, during the pregnancy, and he said it's just where I was getting bigger. Well, they were like, let's go ahead and just do an x-ray because your oxygen was kind of low. Well, when they did, they found out I had fluid in my lungs this whole time. I had no idea. So I was kind of drowning.
1: Oh, my God. And so I really
0: was. Where I had toxemia, sometimes that swelling overflows and it can get in your lungs because... At night, I'd be asleep, and Stephen would wake me up and be like, "You're not breathing, or you're choking, you're gargling," and every night. Um, so that was terrifying. So they get, immediately gave me Lasix through my IV, and it was like within 10 minutes, so I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can breathe!" And that so finally, I felt normal again. Um, but they they were like, "We're gonna go ahead and prep you for a C-section." Your blood pressure is like 180 over 120. That was the oh highest. My supply. God yeah and i felt like i was gonna pass out i i was dizzy i was nauseous uh, a lot of it feels like a blur to me but i just remember they took me back um delivered cameron Uh we were still even up to that point we were waiting for her to come out to see if we thought she was gonna end up having down syndrome for sure and when i look back on that that makes me feel really sad and ba- it makes me feel bad but tr- well, truthfully I can't. was just I know and I a lot of people go through this but we were waiting for her to come out to see what she was gonna look like and she looked she, she was yeah when she when she was born I think all those thoughts started like going away because we were just like that's our baby and since she was born she was when I, like,
2: well, when I saw camera
0: mm-hmm.
2: I didn't look at her and say do you or don't you
0: right we did not mm-hmm. have we, we were just like this is our baby I was like
2: yeah
0: this is a human this is our baby that we're gonna love forever she's and, she's ten know.
2: fingers ten toes
0: <laughs> <laughs> I so mean, I mean it was later we asked about it yeah we but, did so delivered her they said she's doing okay she's only five okay. pounds and she's tiny
1: um, she was so teeny I remember the pictures <laughs> and I remember you telling me here's a link where you can watch her and I would constantly watch her and log into that link and if she wasn't there I would be like calling you texting you where is she she's not even there <laughs> like I'm I'm freaking in Florida and I'm like watching this link this camera on her um, and you would be like oh even told in there and I was like oh okay I'll allow that Dad would be like,
0: tell Steven to put Cameron down so I can see her. <laughs> but yeah, that's the point where we didn't realize that she was having heart issues because when we were pregnant, we did a Doppler and they said she was perfectly fine. But after we had like immediately after we delivered her within 30 minutes, they were like, we need to take the baby to the NICU. Um, she's having trouble breathing and her sugar was real low and so that that's when we found out that she was going to have to be admitted to the NICU and she had three separate holes in her heart um, so that was very scary they said she basically just needed time to grow but what that looked like for us was we don't get to come home to our other two girls so yeah. that whole experience in itself was I could talk about that for a long time that was very traumatic um, we had to live up there uh, with Cameron. And I hated it. I didn't want it to feel like we were choosing one kid over the other or anything like that. But how could you leave this poor little yeah,
1: completely no. alone, you know? Well, and it's not you choosing. It's just one. sometimes one of them needs you more than the other two. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. We're left on good
1: hands. Yes. Yep. So they basically,
0: Carly and Kinley, I mean, Stephen came. I think you came down. And you packed a bunch of stuff like clothes for them gathered clothes and then they just basically moved in with his mom and dad and we were like what are we gonna do are we gonna have to try to find a hotel you know what so the hospital was really awesome about getting us set up with the ronald mcdonald house i'll forever be grateful for that and i will always support ronald mcdonald because you stay there there's no fees there's no hidden fees nothing like that they feed you breakfast lunch dinner I mean, there's laundry and, uh, like, washer and dryer and the laundry detergent. They provided everything.
1: We did not have to worry about anything. Um, And we lived there for a whole month. Yeah. Yeah. You know, ever since um, you guys had that experience there, every time we see that, we donate to them. Every time. Really? Yeah. I I always tell Keith, too. I say, hey, they're the ones that helped. Chelsea and Steven when Cammy was was not doing okay when they were at the hospital and we always donate we even save those caps um off of cans and uh-huh. we have like four of those jugs and we you you can donate those as well and that raises money for them. oh really yeah it's a,
2: it. It, it really is an amazing thing
0: yeah
2: you do. yeah because I mean there were people from I mean Florida yeah. Louisiana.
0: There was all sorts Texas. There was all sorts of people different and they don't ask for anything. When you check out, they ask if you would like to
1: donate anything and you don't have to. That was- I remember one at one point when you, when Steven had to go back to work and you had to stay there by yourself. I remember you being just really I mean sad and you know, that's hard. That's hard to go through anyway and yeah. then you're by yourself, you know, all by yourself up there. And I remember hearing that in your voice. Every time I talked to you, you always tried to act so strong. And I was like, why did, why is she doing that? Like, I hope that she knows that she can fall apart and I'll just be right here. Like she doesn't have to be strong all the time. She doesn't have to be okay all the time. And I remember calling you and saying, hey, you're okay to not be okay. You know that, right? Like you can go somewhere and scream into a pillow and just freak out and punch everything on the bed and that you're okay, right? And you were like, I know. And you just started crying on the phone. And that was the first time that you cried to me. Yeah. Because you always were so strong. And I was like, why does she think she has to be that with me? Because you don't ever. Um, And I was just like, she could like literally fall apart. And I would help her. I would pick her up and I would fix it or try. But you always tried to keep it together so much. And I was like, gosh, she's so strong. Like, I don't know how I would be in that situation, but I hope if that were to ever happen to me that I would be just how you were, because you were, like, brave and fearless. And I just remember admiring that. I don't think I ever told you that either, but you just were amazing. Everything you went through, you you were perfect. You said you were in the bathroom at the hospital and you were crying. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, that's okay, do it. Get it out. Go, best friend. You got (laughs) this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, because with Stephen's work, he doesn't get, he didn't get like maternity leave. He was just like, I'm going to take, what'd you take? Like two weeks off. And um, we were up there for a month. So when he, he was like, I mean, he literally had to go back to work. There was no option. And so I was up there for a couple weeks by myself. And that was just, I don't even know that I would get up in the morning. I would walk across that park, the big park. I would get up, eat breakfast at Ronald McDonald, walk across the big park to the hospital, stay with Cameron all day. And I would go back to Ronald McDonald and eat lunch because, you know, I mean, money was getting tight. We weren't working. I was like, I've got to, I got to eat. So I would hurry there because they only had lunch, breakfast and dinner at certain times. So I could get a free meal. And then I would come back, stay with Cameron dinner. I would walk back over to that park and all this time I'm still trying to heal from having a C section like I'm I'm hurting but I'm walking yeah. across this park every day back and forth walking up all these like there's stairs there's long hallways and I'm hurting and I'm like I don't care I'm fighting through this because I'm not leaving her by herself and I remember when mom came up she was like you're alone I'm going to I'm going to come up we're going to go get dinner go, I think we went to Old Navy, and then we were going to go to a movie, and mom had me hold her phone, and I remember seeing, like, a, I saw a message, I never set, told her, but a message from you, and you were like, just make sure Chelsea has the best time ever, because she's really going through a hard time, even though she, she doesn't want us to know she is, and I just remember Aww. thinking, that was so sweet, um, and I was like, my sister does love me, which
1: I always knew you did, but.
0: <laughs> I was just like, I have a good sister, and I have a good mom it's just so
1: hard being so far away i feel like i have to like get i'm like mom go do this for chelsea or i would just call and tell people what i needed them to do for you (laughs) yeah yes
0: yeah (laughs) that was hard that was a very hard time and every time we would think we were going to bring cameron home they would take her off oxygen and say she had to pass this room air test and breathing like room oxygen without it going below a certain point. Do you remember that, Stephen? No. <laughs> and that was <laughs> so hard. It was a very hard they, test. They would, they would say if your oxygen starts dropping below what was it? Do you remember below ninety four or something? Yeah. Um, she's fa- she'll fi- she's failing, and they would monitor it for like an hour. And we would, it would start, it would be up, and we'd be like, "Please stay up, please stay up." And then it would start dropping. And I remember our, our arguments. And then Nikki would be like, "You're moving her. Remember her cor- her monitor <laughs> that would monitor the oxygen? Yeah. We would fight. This it's is your fault. Yeah, it's dropping because you're you're moving that. It's, you're, not it it's not accurate. <laughs> you're putting a strain on the cord. You're pulling it. Stop looking you're, at her.
1: You're making it drop.
0: <laughs> and she would keep failing. And every time they come back in, they'd be like, "Sorry, unfortunately." And it was always for the best because they didn't want her to develop pulmonary hypertension. But that was and after. It was.
2: They told us to go get the car
0: seat. Yeah, they did. They told us to get the car seat. We were ready. Uh, but then, you know, shoot, they just kept saying she's got more growing to do. And it was like every time it was a letdown. We'd get so excited then let letdown. And then finally they were like, bring the car seat we're gonna do the car seat test to see how her oxygen does in the car seat and she could not pass that forever and then finally it was like the week of thanksgiving and i was like i just want to be home for thanksgiving with my babies i want my whole family together and literally was it the day before thanksgiving Mm -hmm. it was somehow she passed that oxygen test and the car seat test and i remember you weren't there i don't think i picked you up called you. I'm like, she's doing this car seat test. So I was like, I need you to be ready. If she passes, you gotta come get us. And I remember calling you and I was like, she passed and, like, Stephen guns it up there. Athens. Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh. Out.
0: He guns it up there and, like, we have, wa- like, they have little wagons you pull the kids in. They have, like, <laughs> butterflies on them for when you're in the hospital. And we have, like, two or three of those loaded up with all of our stuff. we like, were not <laughs> yeah we were moving out and so we packed up oh my gosh that was a good feeling and we were like just in time for thanksgiving but do you remember we got in trouble at ronald mcdonald's i just want to throw this in there because you're not allowed to have food or drinks in your room and me and steven thought we was going to cheat the system and buy propel because it's you could only have water and it was flavored water and they do like inspections on your room when you're not there (laughs) and they left us a big red like sticker like Citation on our bed, yeah, and it was like non-flavored water only. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, "Come on!" Man. Me and Stephen were like, "We just wanted a little flavor." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, i I didn't get to ask you this, but whenever I did, whenever I called to tell you I was pregnant, do you remember? What, like, what did I tell you?
1: Oh yeah, you because in this, and we're backing it way up because it was after you called Steven. <laughs> Yeah. You um you called me at work and I was waiting for the call and I remember she was like uh, she was like, Well and she sounds like sad, so I'm sitting there like getting ready to be mad at God again. Like I'm just mad at him all the time now. So I'm like, What what? And she's like, Well, I do have a growth and then I'm like, What? And you're like, But it's a baby <laughs> I was like <laughs> what the i was like you're so messed up and i was like but wait what a baby i was like i thought you couldn't you're like i I thought i couldn't either and you're like and i've been riding roller coasters and drinking beer and doing all these things and i was like oh my god chelsea i was like are you serious and you're like yes and i was so happy and i was like did you tell stephen and you're like yeah i think he was really shocked but then he was really happy
0: It was so you know it's so awful because like I'd be I would beat myself up about that riding roller coasters and stuff and they that literally has nothing to do with
1: no no,
0: you know nothing and but you know you're always like, what did I do or could I have done something different but but when we fast forward to now two-year old Cameron <laughs> and I look back at some of the stuff, I'm like, I cannot believe I felt that way. And I know it's completely normal, and I know there's other moms out there that feel the same way. But it's totally different than I thought it would be, and in the best way.
1: You know what I think it was more than anything else? I was afraid... Because the world is so mean, and people are so mean, and kids are mean, and it's just not a nice place. And for me, I knew that we would love her no matter what. I knew that she would be safe with all of us. But I was afraid for her to be in the world. Like, I was afraid for people to make her feel, like, less. I was afraid for people to look at her the way that people look at, you know— children like that and i was i was scared of all that People because
2: of, that they deem less than normal. yeah
1: yeah yeah and it's just sad like i read i was reading this uh this post on online yesterday and it's it's actually really really applies right now to this because this mom was posting about how she took her her little girl to disney and her little girl has a trache uh, tracheotomy in her um in her throat and I didn't know the condition she didn't elaborate on what was wrong with the little girl but she was disabled and she took her to Disney and they were on a ride and the there was a mom and her little girl in front of them and the little girl turned around and the little girl was probably like six or so. and the mom scolded the little girl and was like don't stare at people don't do that and the mom in the back was like no that's okay like kids are curious like please don't scold her and make her think that that's wrong because you're just teaching her how to react to little kids like that. And she right. was like, and I don't want that. I don't want her to feel like, because go- she knows what is happening when you're telling her not to look at my daughter. Like, it just isn't right. right. And she was like, oh, I know I have friends that have kids with disabilities, so I don't like it when she stares. But the mom was like, the moral of is don't make your kids ashamed to be curious like let them talk to her let them walk up to her let them be yeah. curious because you're just telling them that it's that that behavior is acceptable that they can you know look at kids like that and be afraid to or not want to go up to them and that's the message that they're sending yeah. and that's what I was afraid of for for Cami. I was like I just don't want anybody to her feel bad or look at her because even though she doesn't really know because she's happy all the time like I don't know when she's not happy I've never seen that but I just don't like it would make me upset for people to look at her like that because then it would offend me and I'm like I don't I just don't want that you know
0: that was something me and Steven talked about um a lot because that was one of his biggest Fears yep. was and still, you know, she hasn't started school yet, but he he worried about that when she it's, starts school. How so. others are going to treat her, it's yeah. It, and we still, we still don't know how that's going to go, but we're going to take it as as we get there. And it's, I think
2: my my fear is when she gets old enough, mm-hmm. like. We'll take care of her as long as we're here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But once we go, like who who's got her? And and what's what programs are in set once mm-hmm. she's over twenty, twenty, twenty three, twenty four, you know?
1: Right. As she gets older. Well, there are actually a lot of resources. Um, I know of some here. I was even going to volunteer at some of them. When I first moved here, I was a substitute teacher for a while. I did like four different things because I apparently didn't know what I wanted to be. Um, so I was a substitute <laughs> teacher for about a year. And I chose the um, special needs classes. Um, I chose those because I, that I've that i always gravitated to that because I've always liked that I've always, I'm, I don't know, I've always been drawn to it. And I, and I don't know why. I'm just learning about it in school. I chose those classes. And you know what I loved about those classes is they taught them how, it was like teenagers, um, Down syndrome, autism, all of them were together. And they were in the class. The things they would do was in the morning when they came in, they would do like chores. Like they would fold towels. They had a washer and dryer in there. They would like teach them how to do laundry they would vacuum like they had all these chores to do and then they would have like different classes reading they would have like a period where they would sing like it and they they still went to PE like those were my favorite classes because it really did teach them how to do everyday things you know like it was more of more of a um you know like a life skills yeah like I think that's what it was called yeah life skills classes and there's a lot of those here Um, and there are also a lot of daycares they call them adult daycares Mm -hmm. but they're more um, they they have some geared towards special needs where they are all together and they make friends and um, it's just really cool to me and I always wanted to volunteer at some of those places just to see how it is and especially now because now I'm even more interested for Cammie you know like she needs she's got to do that you know when she's older she's got to be able to socialize and and go to those places, and I know that there's a place there too, right? Isn't it Fern Rife? Right? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So there's there's there are places, and I know being afraid, like what's going to happen next. But I think by then, by the time that she's old enough for that, there's going to be a lot more um, because it is so wide widely. Um, you know, people are there's more awareness. I think I feel like there's more awareness, and I definitely feel like there's more acceptance. So that just gives me hope that, you know, she'll be, she'll be fine and she'll have Carly and Kinley, and she'll have, you know, and she'll have, still have people that will always help her. Um, so I just, I don't know. I just feel like she's so amazing right now. Like, I just can't wait to see how much more she does, you know, because I really think that she's special and I think that she's going to do great things. Um. I watched that show. I don't know if you guys have watched it, Born This Way.
0: I've um, never watched it, but I want to.
1: Oh, my gosh. You guys have to watch it. And, I mean, I, I watched it years ago before Cammie was even a, a little thought in our heads. I mean, I watched it years ago, and it's a great show. And what I love about the show is one of the girl little girls on there, well, she was like a teenager, um, wanted to start her own business. And oh, so her, yeah. And her mom was supportive and she was like, this is what she wants to do. So we're, I'm going to help her do it. And she started a t-shirt business, tie dye t-shirt business. And she sold so many t-shirts. Like she was running, she, like she had to hire people because people, they were selling out and she still has this business and she was even able to move out with one of the other girls that she met at one of those adult daycare centers um so they had got their own place and the mom had like all these cameras installed alarms that way she could help if needed and she was like a block away but she had a roommate and lived in the house with this girl and they were like it was almost like normal you know roommates when you graduate high school you move in together um, and she had the t-shirt business that she made money from and then one of the guys on there he opened his own like coffee shop one of the Aww. young guys yeah and they got so much support for that I mean people would go to that coffee shop just for that just for that guy I mean just because they they wanted to support him
0: Oh, I think that's amazing. Yeah, I definitely need to check that out then. Yes, you
1: guys need to watch that show because it's a, it's a very cool show. And who knows, maybe Kami would be on there one day. Yeah. <laughs> she
0: could be. She could be.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, well, she's
0: already, like, blown us away at all the things that she's doing and how quick she picks up stuff. I mean, me and Steven, we were just telling this this the other day. She's playing, and, like, Kinley took her socks off. In the living room, and went to her room, and then I was like, Cameron picked one up, and I said, Cameron, did Kinley leave her sock in here? And I was like, Go tell Sissy to come get her socks. And she literally looked at me and smiled, and then she scooted herself over to <laughs> to Kinley's bedroom and knocked on her little door, like the little glass on it, <laughs> and she was yelling, and she was holding that sock in the air. Oh and my god! Laughing because. I was like, she really, I mean, she understands more than I think people realize. And she picks yeah. up on things so quick.
1: Aww.
0: I mean, the other day, what'd you say at your mom and dad's house when you told her to stand up? And she just stood right up. And it was just like, she just, she listened Aww. to everything.
1: That is so precious. I just love her. I She makes me happy. Like, if I'm having, like, a rough day at work or a rough week or anything, which I normally am. um, I just look at her pictures or I love it when you send me her videos. Like, she's just so happy. And when I see her, I'm like, oh my God, why am I ever mad about anything? Like, I know she's so happy all the time. Like, you know how much that she has taught me about living in the moment and just being happier? And Dad and I used to talk about that. Dad was like, she is ours for a reason. Because we needed her. We really needed her more than we we knew like we needed her in our life and he he was right we needed that and she's like 1,000 times what I could have ever expected she's just awesome I just love her so much I know I mean
0: and it's funny because me and Steven were talking and like most kids you know that don't have a disability they just when they start walking they just take off and just start walking And Cameron, where she's at right now, she's worked her butt off Mm -hmm. to get where she is now. I mean, she has worked. She's been in physical therapy and speech therapy, occupational therapy, Help Me Grow Comes to the House. She has worked so hard. And... I don't know. She's just definitely an inspiration, I think. Oh, yeah.
1: She motivates me. I'm like, if she <laughs> can go to therapy, and I see how tired she is after <laughs> therapy, I'm like, I can go to the freaking gym if she can do that. Like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> so She even motivates me and stuff like that. She just, I'm just so happy that she's my little neat one of my little nieces. I just love her. I know. I know. She's, uh, she's definitely a great, um
0: addition to our family really i'm glad we have her and she was definitely a surprise but the best surprise oh yeah for sure and uh i also like wanted to mention in here one of my favorite quotes that i have came across since having cameron and it says uh, down syndrome happens randomly like flipping a coin or winning the lottery
1: and we won the lottery we did We (laughs) should I think we should talk to her. I
0: think so too. Let me go grab her. See if she can say hi for a minute. All right, everybody. We have our little guest in the room. Cameron. Can you say hi? Cameron. Hi,
1: Cam. Hi, Cam. Hi. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. Hi. Hi. Say hi. Say hello. <laughs> She's pointing. Say hello. Hi, Cam. Kim. You want to say bye bye? No shaking her head no. <laughs> you don't want to say bye?
1: Uh, uh-uh. Did you have bite bites? Yeah? You had bite bites? <gasps> oh,
0: getting mad at me. Uh-oh. She likes red buttons, and the end button is red, so she <laughs> might have helped, but Cameron, oh, tell, no. everyone, tell everyone bye-bye! Uh, uh, <gasps> uh, uh, oh. Uh, yeah, the dog. Say, say hi! Say hi. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Oh, she's waving. Say bye. Bye-bye. Minnie. Bye, Ken.